what you were talking about earlier about you know whilst you're here you're here kind of thing i'm down and she reminded me and i was like wait what are you trying to say she goes yeah you and me now like i'm only here for a week like let's get let's get it on I'm like whoa real men real stories real life this is the belated exchange podcast It's your boy, Zach. Welcome to the Belated Exchange Podcast. I'm glad you all could tune in. As you know, us men keep a lot of things to ourselves, not willing to share their innermost thoughts and feelings with anyone. What I've come to realize is that generally, we are all battling with the same things, and most of the time, it's alone. This show will begin to break that behavior and start to open up more of a conversation. Today's guest, Jalade, talks about his celibacy journey. Yes, ladies and gents, the art of saying no to premarital sex. Let's get straight to it. Celibacy has been an interesting thing to to observe. I mean, where I am now is definitely not where I was. Um, You know, when I was younger, I wasn't one that was after it. You know, I didn't really care about losing my virginity or anything. But um, when I was in in college is when I lost it. and it wasn't even me looking to lose it. It was this girl I was really insistent on on um on me sleeping with her. And yeah, I was raised. So, so, so the girl put it on you then. Is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, the girl she, put it on. You couldn't resist. No, nah, I could. I resisted for two weeks. <laughs> I resisted for two straight weeks. She was on my case daily. I kid you not. She was on my case. And yeah, I was raised in a church. You know, I was raised in a church. Um, but you know, being a being a young one in a church, you know, it's it, it wasn't like the, the best environment because it wasn't one where I was I could say I was encouraged to learn. It was more like what you heard, you just follow, but you didn't quite understand it, right? So, mm. um, and my mother, bless her, she didn't know any different. You know, she she was from a Muslim family, but she had um, converted before I was born. But she was definitely more Christian than anyone else I ever knew in my life, right? So she just came into it in a very Pentecostal kind of way. So for her, she assumed that because she had raised us in a Christian home, we just understood where she was, what they were talking about. Wasn't the way. So, um, you know, in college... Wasn't the way. Was, wasn't Meanwhile, the way. in college, when the big booty girl come to you, it'd be <laughs> tough to resist. You feel sorry. No, I, no, I did well. I did well. Like, so for example, my college was all girls majority girls no one knew it was a mixed college because the lower sixth was all girls so no one knew that the college part of it was mixed so i was one of maybe less than 15 guys in this college right and we, we did really mm. well like we stayed away from trouble we made we made a pact like us guys we're gonna stick together like like it's gonna be crazy let's stick together don't lose our heads and we did pretty well so I went with that through. pack, was that a Christian pack or just just a just a pack? Us guys, it, it was just to... us guys. Like we we knew we were out, yeah, we were outnumbered. Like yeah, guys, like we we don't want to get caught up in any sort of drama. We don't want any just we just right. want to you know. So we we did everything together. We'd get lunch, play football, chill together. Like we just kept ourselves centered. So it wasn't Christian based, but it was just like a thing of we knew we came from different schools that were all to do with guys, right? Like boys' schools. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to lose ourselves. In this environment, I didn't choose to go to this college. I had to go there for my sister, who was in the lower lower six. My mother was like, "Take care of your sister," and I I just didn't want to go there, but I had no choice. So, when I ended up there and I saw a friend of mine and all these other guys, we just realized that what all we've got, right? So we just stuck, um, stuck together. So um, I went through you know college without any sort of like physical issue, and I mean like you know um, sex or anything. And then in my last year, towards the end, this girl and and. And like the 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 year below me, I was in my last year of college. She was in her first year, I believe. Um, she just out of the blue, like I knew of her, but like we never really hung out. She just kept sticking on me, 
right? And for mm. two weeks, I just like pushed away, like, no, no, I'm good. Like, I'd run away, and she'd come over and chill. <laughs> no, like, trust no. me, she would. She would really like try it. She'd even come over, like, we'd chill. She'd try things. I'd be like, nah, 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 it's not gonna happen. And then I think mm. out of frustration, I just gave in, like, fine, like, whatever, right? Um, and literally, it wasn't even like I was looking for it. Like, I was really against it. And the reason why I was against it, I wouldn't say it was. I mean, it was partially because of the faith but more so because of this thing in school where there was you know when you're in school I had come back from Nigeria like maybe three or four years before um that period where this guy had put it on me right and um when I came back even though I was raised in London and I had moved to Nigeria when I came back I was the freshie all over again right so everyone's like you know you're the freshie and then I saw this mm-hmm. whole school balance of the jocks and the nerds if you know what I'm talking about like who's famous and right, who's right. not I wasn't a jock in any way and I was cool with that it's whatever um, but I remember obviously if you were a jock you would want to go with the girls and even though our schools are all boys school there were girls schools around so these guys were always the ones macking it if, if you knew what I mean um, mm-hmm. and I remember being on a bus I think I was in year 11 or year 10 I was on a bus home and one of the jocks was a Filipino kid. He, from my year, he was on a bus with me. And he was like, yo, Gelade, you a virgin? And I was like, why has he got to draw me out on a, on a bus full of my, you know, of, of people that I know in school? But in that moment, right. I was like, yeah, I am a virgin. And what? Like, I was ready for whatever sort of, like, shade he was going to throw. Because I knew mm, he had all the chest. girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with my chest. Like, yeah, I'm a virgin. And what? And then he looked at me and said, that's good. Stay that way, for real. Stay that way. And when he said it, there was a sort of like, there was there was no like shade. There was no humor. He was being dead serious. Yeah. And that's, that's that's quite interesting, actually. It, for real. You know, like, generally, honestly, people kind of shame virgins in a sense. Yeah, for real. I wish they would in school. Yeah. Like, you don't get no girls, blah, blah, blah. But then I think yeah. about it. Nobody was ever talking like you didn't sleep with no girls. They're just like, you don't get no girls. So I wonder if the corn was more about you knowing girls rather than sleeping with them because secretly maybe inside they were all like, yeah, this whole sex thing is just a lot of trouble. Um, mm. And so when he said it, it, to this day, it still resonates with me. Like, damn, first of all, why didn't I listen? You know, and I'll get into that. But he said it with such conviction that you could almost sense a sort of like story behind what he was saying. Like he had lived a whole lifetime, right? Like he's just right. seen the perils of it, the drama and everything. Or maybe he had seen a more insidious side of things that I did not, no. So when in college I lost it to this girl, which wasn't even all that, and she wasn't a virgin. She had had, um, she had made it clear to me that she had experience, I guess. Um, but after that, I was like, are you sure? Because I was doing all the work and you were doing nothing. And and it was a very disappointing, I guess, loss of, it was, it was a very disappointing experience for me, to say the least. And I was like, damn, I should have done nothing. I should, why did I give in? Damn, so your first time was a bit of a disappointing one then, boy. It, it was a huge disappointment. I was like, I didn't want to do this anyway, and I did it, and I was still disappointed. So I was like, I should have just kept pushing off, and eventually she'd have gotten the hint, like, whatever. Mm. So after that, but, I went to you. Go ahead, go ahead. But, you, but I mean, as disappointed as that experience was, did that lead you to, to another female, or were you no, more so adamant no, no. that, you know what, we ain't going to do this? No, I just, I just like, again, because I was never after it. Sex was never something I was like, I'm going to try and get this thing. It was never mm. a driving force for me in any way. Even the girls I was interested in, like in terms of like potential relationships, and the girl that I did date, you know, before that, it was never like I want to, you know, I was never driven like the other guys, like some other guys were, to get them into bed or anything. It was never like that. I was cool to hang on to my virginity for a very long time. 
Um, not okay. necessarily to do with faith, or, you know, but I just didn't, I wasn't driven by that, you know, um, okay. at all. So what happened after that then? So I went to uni after that, and in uni I made a pact with myself, like I'm not going to be with no girl, I'm not going to get into any, any drama, and no sex, no nothing. Like I had it once, and I was like, no, I'm just going to exercise control. And it, nothing happened. For three years, I was consistent in my um, determination. And in uni, I had two friends, two brothers. Um, and we stayed, account- four of us actually, we stayed accountable um, in the word as well. Because we were like, we're going to be good men. You know, we want to be good men. Um, and we, we <laughs> it was hard for us, but mm, we did it. We, mm. you know, I didn't fall into any, like girls would try, like uni is where I learned that women are brave. Oh my God. Like, mm. I never knew women. I mean, I should have learned from the first instance, right? But, I had no idea that all the things men would talk about doing, you know, how open they were about wanting to do things. Women were the same way. And hey, I don't get it twisted now. These I, girls, they know what they want. And they, yo, some of them, a lot of them ain't afraid to go get it. Trust me. And in a way, I was like, I was I was impressed. I was like, you know, what? go you. Like, you know, I guess you guys have been oppressed in a way to, to, to seem all like docile, but really you want the same thing as everyone else. So... In uni, I was very um, disciplined, and thanks to the accountability partners, I guess, we just all stayed away from trouble. And I was, trust me, I was in some situations that things could have gone that way, and I wouldn't know how I got there. Like, wait, I just came to help you with work. Why is this happening? Why are you trying to get with me? And I'd be out the door, literally. I'd be out the Mm. door. Um, I'd be ignoring messages at, like, 11 p.m. about coming over. Like, nope, stay where you are. I'm not coming nowhere. Um, So I was able to exercise control um, to the point that no one could mention my name around any sort of, like you know, mess. They're like, Jay? Mm. Nah, I could never be him, you know. Mm. So I left uni and then, um, and again, like, cool, nothing really happened for about another year um, until um, I went away for, I was living in Gambia for three months for a job. Um, And in my last month, and again, when I was in Gambia, like, again, different people, like, cool, nothing happened. Many attractive women and, you know, cool people. I was, I was cool. Like, I was there to work and, you know, have a good time. With the Wait, talk about, talk about. Just a quick recap. While you were in university, mm-hmm. no, you were with no chicks at that time? No, none. None. I, oh, I dated what, one three, girl, I'm, but that, like, that, that was just a dating thing. Like, you know, nothing happened. I, again, I wasn't after any sexual... So you wasn't intimate with no girls throughout no. university? No. Well, congratulations, boy. That is definitely an accomplishment, much more than what other people can I say. Tried. Can I tried. It, it was hard. Trust me. It was hard. Like, it was hard. Um, actually, wait, there, was, there was one girl. One girl that I liked that from, my, from my hood. She came through, but nothing happened between us um, as well. So, like, she came. We, we got physical, but not in the sense of, like, we didn't do anything sexual at all. We just, like, got close. That was it. Um, we kissed mm. once or twice, and that was it. So Once or twice. Um, yeah, that was it. Leave, that was boy. it. Like she, like, she came over one night. And nothing happened. Um, like, and I'm, I'm glad to say that, yeah, nothing went, you know, down. So Gambia now. We're in Gambia now. You're yeah. going there for three months, you said. Yeah. yeah, I was meant to be there for about six months to a year, but um, I only ended up working there for three months. So when I was there, again, like, many attractive women and cool people, like, but nothing, again, ever happened. And then I knew I was there for a short amount of time, so I'm not trying to develop a relationship when I'm out there for a short amount of time. It don't make no sense. So of I'm course. chilling. Um, and then I remember, well, I think it was in the last month, before I was, a couple of weeks before I was coming back, um, one of the, one, there was a German guy that was, you know, also doing some work there with his German housemates. And then one of the German housemates' sisters came through and we were all chilling. And and then I think it was one, one day he was telling me about how there's a girl he liked in Gambia, but he's only there for a short amount of time. What does he do? 
um, but he really likes her. I said, look, just just talk to her. If you want to engage in a relationship whilst you're here, whatever, like at least make it clear to her what, how you feel and I know the details out with her, you know what I'm saying? Rather than just keeping it to yourself, it's going to kill you. And she was in this conversation listening. And then we got back to the house where everyone was staying, you know, chill, play some card games and all that stuff. And then slowly everybody went to bed and it was getting late. And I was about to leave and the girl sticks it on me like, hey, yo, like, what you were talking about earlier about, you know, whilst you're here, you're here kind of thing. I'm down. And at that point, I'd forgotten the conversation, um, you know, because I was having a good time with everyone. I don't drink or smoke or anything. I just get, I just got lost in the fun of the whole evening that we were having. And so I'd forgotten mm. the conversation. And then she reminded me and I was like, wait, what are you trying to say? She goes, yeah, you and me now, like, I'm only here for a week. Like, let's get this, get it on. I'm like, whoa. Golly, what? Honestly, it threw me for six, right? And I, I was like, huh? Um, and I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, she was attractive, but again, I wasn't trying to like be with no one, right? So I was, I guess, thrown by this this woman who literally, you know, her face in mind stuck it on me like, yo. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, mm. And me being my, how old was I? I think I was 21 at the time. Um, I was like, yeah, sh- um, oh, pfft, like your sister's in the next room, like. I don't think this is gonna be cool. And I kid you not, um, this girl got up, went into her sister's room, got a condom and came back. And I was, I was, I was lost. I was completely lost. Long story That's short. how they be rolling in Gambia? They be and over no, she, there no, well, she, well, she's not, she's not, Gambia. again, she's, she's German. She was from, she had come to visit her sister who was working in Gambia. So they're both Germans, right? So oh, this wasn't even okay. a local. This was, um, uh, uh, a foreign exchange work student worker that had come to you know they were doing like a, a research project there and stuff so she had come to visit her sister who was who was also working there at the time I um, see I see yeah so nothing well, went down foreign exchange any... students know what they about okay. I guess right. you know I mean I guess so it, it, it went down right um, and I was I was just lost I was like what just happened um and in, in that moment, I think, I don't know, I was lost in the whole, again, shock of it and the fact that I was in another country and this went down and how am I going to explain my lateness tomorrow morning at work kind of thing? Like, it, it, it was all crazy. Um, and then, so that happened. And then nothing happened for a while um, up until my... So, yeah, that that was then. I think, like, a year or two, a year or two went by and then I met this this girl um, who I began a relationship with um, and nothing happened with her. Like she was in around the time I was in a weird place with my faith. Um, I had left. I've been out of the church for a while since uni because, you know, when you go to uni, you don't really have to, you know, you're not at home no more. Right. So you can do whatever. I had gone to a church at uni that made me rethink how I was raised in the faith. Like it was a really cool church that encouraged conversation and stuff and I was like oh so I guess religion isn't all shouting from the pulpit it's very you know it can be conversational like make you feel wanted and heard um which was nice so um around the time I'd met this girl that you know I was seen for for almost a year I was in a weird place with my faith trying to find out where should I go for a church because I don't want to go back to where I came from it wasn't helpful I want to learn more but where do I go and she was really in the word you know she was really in it and I knew that before you know, we engaged in anything because, you know, we had each other on social media and stuff and I'd seen her around. And we engaged in, in something, in a relationship. And, well, yeah, uh, uh, it was a short one, like about nine months or so. But um, before that, 
because I knew she was raised in the word and everything, my mind already convinced itself like, yeah, you're not going to do anything physical with this girl. And I, again, I was cool with that because I wasn't looking at her for that. I just really, really liked her, um, you know. So we were cool. Nothing happened between us um, in that way. Um, and we kissed once, like maybe seven months in after she was like, just because I'm staying celibate doesn't mean I don't want to kiss. That's the limit. And I was like, oh, I wasn't sure because, you know, you're raising the word. Like, you just, I thought you were completely, like, no hands, no, no even touching, like, holding hands kind of. You're like, I'm, I'm, come on, like, I'm a Christian. I don't do certain things, but relax. You know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, because I was prepared so to do So, what, this is what nothing. the girl was saying to you or what this you were saying said, to the this girl? This is what she said to me. Like, she was like, I'm not going to do any sexual stuff. I'm, I'm staying celibate. Um, and because I, because of the way I assumed church girls to be, like, you know, nuns, right? it was almost affecting our entire relationship to the point that I wasn't getting close with her at all. Cause I was like, you know, respect, keep the distance kind of thing. It was driving more of a distance between us than, than should have been necessary, if that makes sense. So I was being too careful. And she was like, yo, relax. Like, I'm not like a, 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 a Catholic nun where you can't even sit next to me kind of thing, you know? Um, and it, it, and through her, I was learning a lot more about the word too. Um, so nothing happened between us. I was cool with that because again, um, I wasn't trying to be out here having sex anyway. Um, wasn't again, wasn't driven by it. That relationship, unfortunately, didn't go any further due to um, I guess issues to do with me not really being. And I think, well, when I think back, I think it's to do with the fact that I wasn't really in the word um, as much, you know. Um, and I, I could see that she was concerned about not being equally yoked. Um, it took it was hindsight that revealed this to me you know when you start to do self-reflections and all that stuff um, I wasn't really yoked alongside her and the word um, and I guess my work was an issue too because I was always traveling with my work and I guess she might have been concerned that can he ever stay still you know and I was like mm, but I get that but also the fact that I wasn't um, making her feel valued in, in terms of my interaction with her so I, I, I think I was doing all the right things but you know being a guy there's so much we have to learn from, I guess, family structures that we weren't raised in, right? That start to infect our relationships. So <laughs> there was all that Reach. stuff. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Like it, it was a lot of pain when things ended because I was, I thought I was doing all the right things, right? And I desperately thought I was, but it, it wasn't. She needed more. She deserved more from me in terms of emotional support and spiritual support. And I wasn't, I thought I was doing those things and I wasn't, you know? So right. that was, that was a hard, a hard period um, when things ended um, but a huge learning curve, you know, in more ways than one. Um, and then I think the next year I met this other woman and that's where things really got messy. Cause, um, I, we met, we liked each other and we, we were dating and then we ended up in a relationship, but it became very physical from very early on. From um, the beginning. Yeah. I mean, not immediately from the beginning, but like maybe when we kind of started dating more intentionally things got physical. Um, mm, got hot. Okay. Yeah, they did. And this was someone that was also from the church too. Um, but I guess you learn that even though you're raised in the church, people have different ways of perceiving their faith, right? Most so, definitely. Yeah. And don't yeah. just think because a girl in the church or a guy that's in the church, people ain't getting down and dirty. You feel what I'm true, saying? True, true. And you know what? Well, mm -hmm. well, everyone's got that in them. So I'm not even trying to say it was her. Like she was. The For problem. sure. No, it takes two. And I, I definitely had a huge hand in that. So I'm not here to, to say it's all, you know, it's women. No, not at all. Um, so that got really physical. And 
what didn't help was the fact that we were not right for each other. Um, we both had issues, you know, but for real. I, like I said, I was dealing with a lot of masculinity-related masculinity stuff. Um, still wasn't really in the church as much. I was, I was starting to attend the church. I was, like, going to Hillsong, um, you know, because it, it seemed like an environment that I could, you know, not be judged in in terms of like coming towards God and being being accepted. Um, I don't I don't really know where she was with hers to be honest. I I just took her word for it that she was in the faith. Uh, she seemed to know a few scriptures, you know, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but it was a, it was a really toxic relationship. It got really bad really quickly. Um, you know, it just got really bad. And what happened is that we we'd break up right. And then we'd always end up in each other's circles and then we'd reconnect and then it'd get physical again. Like we're trying to restart things, but it always kept coming back to that thing. Sex mm. being like this bondage thing, which again, hindsight taught me it was. And it, it this situationship, you know, so I'll call it, lasted for three years. Three long years of stress from both sides, both of us. I'm, again, I'm not saying it's all her. She had issues, I had issues, and it didn't end well, but I'm glad it ended. I'm just <laughs> glad right. it ended because everyone around was telling me, get the hell out. Like, seriously, we can, can you not see what we're seeing? And I was like, no, I'm sure I've got, I'm sure I've got to stay because, you know, guys, if I'm trying to be a better guy, we don't run from something, we stay and work it out. But as, mm. as, as time would tell, I'd realized that many times God was trying to tell me, do you like to suffer? Can you just leave? Like, I, like come on. Um, so when things ended, there was like a huge, there's a, there's a recovery period for me. It took me about two, two and a bit years to recover from the emotional damage I had suffered and the spiritual damage I had suffered. And what, what had helped me in that time was a brotherhood I'd come into, led by a mentor who I, I love so much, like a second father um, to me. And it was based in the world. And in there, I was learning how to be a better man in, in general, how to be a, a child of God how to be better with my work and help the world as well through it. And I was learning all these things. I'm like, I was like, why didn't I meet you guys three years ago, right? It could have saved right. me so much trouble. And mm -hmm. in there, I was like, oh, this is what it means for God to love me. This is what it means to give my time and emotion and, and love without doing all these other things. Because again, when it came to the sexual side of things, I was, again, I was never driven by it. So I was always like, but why do you do this? Because I'd feel bad later on. Like, I, I, you didn't want to do that. So why'd you do it? You know, um, and then around then my friendship started to change as well. You know, I wasn't really engaging in conversations that were crude as much. This was maybe two years ago. I traveled to South Africa for the first time for a job. And when I was there, um, I think I, 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 my last stop was Cape Town. And I met this girl. And I tell you for free, South African girls are, um, are beautiful, period. Mm. Beautiful. Like, they, whatever God did, in the water he yeah it, it's different mm. over there like they are I stepmom South African she beautiful too shout out stepmoms you feel trust like me like they're yeah. beautiful people in general like character's amazing the culture's amazing but on top of that the women are just like what I don't understand you know um, and this one guy I met she was cool you know she just went she just went to hook up um, mm. and even that right it wasn't this is the weirdest thing about it. Like the sex wasn't for me. Like it, it was never like, I want this 
in a, in a very weird way, it was like I'm doing this for her. Like I was. Oh like wow, was, you over there giving out a service, damn boy. N- n- like so that's the thing. It was like that. It was like because <laughs> I don't know what I think it was informed by all the the chart. You know the the playground. Um, culture of like girls saying that men can't do nothing like you know men are rubbish blah 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 so in a way I was like yeah all right, sure I'll do this and I was like but you're not about to you, you're not about to leave here like it was a waste of time kind of thing hmm. I would, but I was never going to look for it like I, I could like I've, I've been I remember in uni um, a friend she, again in uni she needed help with a course and I had had work experience in the course she came over to work with me because she needed my help and it was getting late so I made dinner and everything we chilled we did the work and she was I was like she couldn't go back to hers because her place was far and we were students we didn't have money for taxis right so I said look you can stay over in the morning catch a bus back to yours and I I met that innocently nothing happened at all between us right and the next morning I woke up and she had this look on her face I said what she goes you didn't do nothing and it wasn't it wasn't a thing of like disappointment it was one of shock like she expected right. it, like, and she was like, "What? How could a guy share a bed with a girl on a like a bed so narrow? Because you know the dorm beds were tiny, right? And oh. you not try a thing and, ex- and excuse it for proximity kind of thing." I said, "And I think I was into her, but I wasn't trying to do nothing. Period. Like I, I, I can be around women and nothing happened. And I've had instances in uni where I'll be at a friend's house sharing a bed with her, and she'll be putting hands everywhere, and I'm like, no. And they look at me weird, like, what? Huh? So I knew I wasn't." driven by this thing but when in the occasions that i did have it i'm like yeah this isn't for me like so that happened and then my the last person then there was a there's a, there a like a one night stand here and then even the same feel happened like after that situation ship I, I was a bit lost right like i said before i met this brother i was a bit lost and damaged from that relationship so i wasn't like out here sleeping around it wasn't like that at all and then the last girl um, was someone that I'd met and we we liked each other and in that period this was like in the last year I'd met her um, it was a very brief encounter with her in terms of how we met and how we ended but around that time I was really firmly in a church that a friend had invited me to and this church really was a godsend because it was a place where we were really encouraged to read the bible for ourselves and learn and discuss and debate and understand it was a very new environment for me and there were so many guys around me like me in this same environment and i was learning so much and i was like reading about sexual morality um you know all these things that god didn't want us to do and it all made sense like this is why i'm not happy because i know i'm meant for more right i know i'm meant for more and i don't have to do these things because you don't i feel empty after i do them like i feel depleted like not happy so and, but when I'm doing things that are right and, and are, are righteous, I feel amazing. All right, cool. Let's keep going. So when I met this girl, um, we had hung out and we realized there was a vibe. Like, I like this girl. She was based in the States. Um, and she was going back when we met. Like, we met at an event. I I recognized her face, but I couldn't place it. But she came to me like, hey, I know you. You, you know, she knew of my work. And then I re- realized who she was. And I realized I was a fan of her. So we got to connecting on the work. But in the connecting, like over the course of like two weeks that we hung out, there was a vibe and I was like, hmm, let me just tell her how I feel about it. Like, I like this girl. And we spoke and said that, look, it's long distance. So let's just keep talking, all right, to see if this is something we're going to do. Over the course of the talking, we started, we started dating long distance, right? Or, you know, Skype meetings and, and all them things there. And in, in those moments, I was like, listen, I'm trying to be celibate. Like, I'm, how do you feel about that? And she was like, I'm cool. 
I'm cool with that. At this point, I'd been celibate for quite a bit, almost a year, I believe. Um, and so I, I was aware that, okay, this woman's very attractive. Um, we can get close, you know, and we had kissed and I was like, okay, cool. Just, you know, and she was aware, she was a good limiter as well. She was like, look, remember you're trying to be celibate, like, good, I'm like, good looking out. So she, we, we, you know, so she was, I, I, she was helping me, right? So we're having conversations about celibacy and stuff. Um, and she said she was with it, but then she also had her own ideals around that too. And I was like, okay, let, let's see, let's keep talking. Because all our conversations were, in, were now being informed by the word that I was really following, right? So we'd pray, we'd discuss the Bible and everything. And we'd have a few disagreements on some things, right? And I'd keep hoping and praying that she would see it the Bible's way, not my way, you know? Don't do it because of me, do it because it's what the word says, because it's what God says. Um, and then I went to visit her in the States because where she was based, I'd always wanted to go before I'd even met her, right? And she had a, she had some exhibition going on. So I was like, you know what, I killed two birds with one stone. I'll come see you and where she was based. And around the time I'd said, we had, we had agreed that I would stay with her. Um, she had like a sofa bed in her place that I could take over. Wow. Um, and before then I went away on a, on, a, on a work trip and then literally I think I was in the shower and I, I kid you not, God came to me and said, Airbnb. <laughs> it, was, it was so loud in my head, this voice. It was like, Airbnb, Airbnb. And I was like, so what you're telling me is don't stay with her to minimize the risk of sex you're right you're right you're right because i can think that i'm i'm celibate right but it's different when you go abroad and you're someone that you really like because you know blah 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 so it's like right. cool so i mess i spoke to her on the phone like hey look i know i'm going to stay over but i want to do this this then the third and she wasn't happy you know and I, I get it you know i'd agreed to stay with her she wanted me to be you know all, all that yada 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 but she she understood Got Airbnb, booked it. It was only available for five days out of the two weeks I was meant to be there. No, three days out of two weeks, which wasn't cool. I was like, damn it, I want it for longer. Here's where I made a mistake. I invited her to come round. All the talk we had about celibacy went out the window on the first night. Um, uh-huh. And in the morning, she raised it. She was like, so everything we spoke about. And before she even mentioned it, it was in my mind already like, damn. Come on, Jay. Come on. So when she mentioned it, I was like, I'm glad you said it because it's been bugging me this morning, right? And and we made an agreement. Okay, we're not going to do this anymore. We're just going to keep it cool and, 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 you know, respect it. Um, But that then, then after Airbnb got, um, we left Airbnb and I moved to hers, it happened again. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, this is a problem because I've been saying I want to be this kind of guy, right? That's righteous, that leads the right way, but I'm not doing anything that I said I would do. And that that was a problem for me. And I told her, I said, look, I know you wanted us to come to a decision at the end of this trip around whether we're going to be together or not, but I need more time now because everything I said I was going to do to be in righteousness, I haven't done. And I can't lie to myself that I'm going to do that after we make this official. So I need more time to check myself against the word. Obviously, no girl wants to hear that because she thinks it's a cop-out. And it really wasn't. I, like, it really wasn't a cop-out because I really felt for her. I really liked her. And I wanted this to work, but I wanted to check myself against the word and my spirit because I didn't want to lead her into falsehood. You know, I, it's just not what I wanted to do. I was trying to be different. Because um, coming from my last relationship as well, I was like, I, I want to do everything different. And I'd been single for about two, three years, right? So it was like I was in a rush to get into a relationship. So let me do this right. Um, 
long story short, that drove a wedge between us because once you go from being close in that physical way to now creating a distance that is not mm. intimate, everything becomes strained, even when you mm. think it's not, right? Yeah. So, the, you know, and again, I'm not saying it was her fault because, again, I was party to this, right? So I take full responsibility. I had an epiphany one night when we had an argument and I took a walk around the block. <laughs> I ended up outside a church. Um, it was a cold night in the state, man. It, it, it's hot in the day and it was freezing at night, but I was so mad, I didn't care it was freezing. Um, and I ended up outside a church. Like, it was dark and there was light outside a church. Um, and I called my mother, you know, um, which I rarely do in terms of, like, that area of things. Um, right. I called her. She's based in Nigeria, bless her. So I called her. She, I was like, oh, your mom. She goes, what's up? And I told her everything. And You told her everything? Well, not everything. Not everything. I told her, like, <laughs> look, there's a problem here. Like, I'm trying to do things this way and... This, that, and the third. And, and as I was talking to her, this, this, I don't know whether it was like the, ch- the church light that was shining on me at that moment, but an epiphany here, yeah. like, before you came here, did you ask God? Did you pray to God before you bought the tickets to come here? And at that moment, my heart dropped because every decision that I'd made up until that point, I, I went to God, like, God, I'm going to do this job or I want to apply for this thing or I'm going to do this thing or what should I do? And he would always come through to me in some way, right? But not once mm. did I pray about going to that state. I just booked it because I wanted to like surprise that kind of thing. I did it for me. And I realized that the only peaceful thing about it that entire trip was the place I was in rather than what was going on between me and her. And right. I told this to my mother and she was like, well, there you go. I always tell you to pray to God before you do some things. Especially when it comes to relationships, you can't just do things on a whim. You have to be led, especially if you're trying to be a good man. And I was like, ah, oh, boy. All right, cool. Long story short, it didn't go anywhere. Um, we ended things quite soon after that. And that was last year. And I've been celibate ever since. But um, in that time, I've really been... I've gone back to the world again. Like, all right, cool. I need to do everything properly. I need to do everything properly now. Um, like, I need to live this life however long it is. I'm not going to be with anyone physically until I'm in a God-ordained relationship. And I mean marriage, period. And... Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, uh, there's someone that um, I reconnected with a friend that I had had a one night stand with like before. She was a friend before that. We'd been friends after that. It was a very mature kind of thing. It happened once and that was it. And we went and we were going to hang out and she, she gave me options. She was like, hey, yo, like we can go to a park and hang out. We can come to mine. You know, we can, we can fool around and, and have dinner or you can just come to mine. We just talk and chill and that's fine. And in that moment, I was like, I'd forgotten how you know, bold women could be. Um, mm. And my, my, the fleshy side of me reacted like, yeah, just go to hers and, you know, say say you go to hers. And I was like, ah, and I said to her, all right, cool, I'll come to yours, we can just chill. But in the back of my mind, my spirit was like, you, you know that's not going to happen. You know if you go to hers, that's not going to happen. Luckily, Instagram has a function where if no one's read a message, you can delete it, right? So I went back into that chat, into that DM, deleted it, and I said to her, let's go to the park instead. And I'm glad I did that. Mm. Because when I got to the park, we had a very honest conversation about what we had done and where I was in the faith now. And so it was a beautiful conversation about God, righteousness, purity, and celibacy, and why I'm doing these things and why I'm the way I am now. And, um, you know, for me, it felt like a, like a, like a, like I had really arrived, you know, at a place of maturity in regards to this thing, this, this element that I feel a lot of people fall to and funny enough, like, I've got a lot of male friends who, you know, like, even before I'd met this girl, 
um, hung out with her, you know, to have this conversation, they had asked me about her, like, yo, what's she saying? I said, oh, she's dead. They're like, you know, you, you should go, like, you know, you know, see her again or whatever, right? And I was like, no, because you know where I'm at now. And they're like, oh, yeah, you true, 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 true. And I found that interesting. I was like, why is it that guys, you know, we 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 do that frat mentality thing, right? Um, but then we know what's right. Because you can't tell me, oh, yeah, you know what, you're right, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> but then five seconds ago, you were like, yeah, go on, get it on kind of thing. Like, right. what is that? Is And it reminded me of that conversation I had with that jock, right, back in school about are you a virgin stay that way kind of thing like there there it is again you know to this day it still haunts me i wish i never i to this day i regret ever losing my virginity if i had if i could rewind time man i'd get a chastity belt whatever it is just to stop myself from doing anything and there we have part one of a two-part series in part two i get to ask some more in-depth questions about his experience this is not something you're going to want to miss. If you enjoyed this, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Belated Exchange Podcast, where we draw more content around these topics. Share with a friend to help support. And with that being said, we out. Peace. Real men. Real stories. Real life. This is the Belated Exchange Podcast.